Welcome to the Black, White, and Gray podcast, where we highlight political issues and activism that affects our future. It's Earth Day 2021. Today's guest is Chrissy Weimer. She's going to be speaking at the Eastern Panhandle Green Coalition's Earth Day event that's being held at the Rockwell protest site in Jefferson County, West Virginia, tomorrow. Chrissy Weimer is a political activist and is the president of the Jefferson County Foundation. The Jefferson County Foundation was started to help provide water for people in need during the Flint, Michigan water crisis and has evolved into an active powerhouse in gathering and disseminating information as well as advocating and taking legal action on local issues. So do you have any, any questions for me before I ask you a few questions? No, I quite enjoyed talking with you at the bike path, um, and and I'm ready to go. Great, perfect. All right, so what is your involvement with Fridays for Future? Yeah, um, mostly as a um, participant. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't have any organizational role, but um, I live close to Rockwell, and um, I work a lot. Um, through um, the foundation on the legal end of things. So I'm a lot of times kind of pulled up in my room by myself right. um, working on very technical science things. Um, and I think that it's really uh, rejuvenating. I'm also an extrovert, so I have to get out and get near people. So right. um, it's been great going and just remembering that there are other people who feel the same way and also just the proximity of being there and seeing what they're doing. Right. Um, obviously, we're not, we can't see too much, but seeing them coming and going and, and how, how bothered by us they are, they send people down to video us and things like that. Um, it's, it's really kind of reinvigorating and it's good to talk to people, you know, with COVID face to face, even if we're far from one another. <clears throat> it's also really good to get out and, um, you know, interact with the public driving by. Um, right. There's a lot of, encur- tons of encouragement. Um, I would say, you know, 97% or maybe even 99%, someone has real numbers on this because they count, um, you know, of the reactions are very positive. And so I feel like um, it's a genius idea to interact with people. Absolutely. Um, beyond the Rockwell fight, I think that it's, it really also brings you know, home for people, the, the climate, um, the climate change issue and shows people that, uh, we might live in what currently looks like this, you know, perfect place, um, Jefferson County. Um, but we have threats here both from within and from without. Right. Um, um, and, and climate change is, is going to affect us too. Our houses may not go underwater right away, <laughs> like the people right. on the coast, but it's going to affect us too. So I think both on like a, a local issue level and then a holistic level, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think that it's, it's really great. I personally, um, I try to go as much as I can. And unless I have a meeting during that time, I go and I would say that I, I take more away from it than I give from an energy standpoint. It's very energizing and reinvigorating to go um, and, and just, you know, feel kind of the energy of the interaction of the, um, people on the highway and the people on the bike path, um, in, in that location. So, yeah, it's an amazing opportunity to, um, share that common vision and push for that purpose together. Yeah, totally agree. And yeah, the, that canary in the coal mine aspect is 
definitely very important and needs to be <laughs> definitely needs to be grasped by uh, the larger scale of people. Um, I guess I probably should ask this first. Can you can you tell me a little bit about yourself specifically? Um, sure. So um, I am a um, native of Jefferson County. My family has lived here for many generations. Um, I grew up in Shepherdstown. We still have the farm that I grew up on in Shepherdstown. Uh, we now also have a farm in Ranson. Um, and my family lives um, in Jefferson County. Um, and I'm actually a direct descendant of the first two Europeans um, to come into the Shenandoah Valley. Oh, wow. um, John and Isaac Van Meter. Um, and they were surveyors and, um, and developers. Uh, in any case, um, so I, I grew up here. My family's always lived here. I went away to school um, and moved back here. I currently work with um, Jefferson County Foundation. I'm actually the president of the foundation. Um, the foundation has been around, it was around before um, Rockwell, um, and it's always had a water focus. Um, so the foundation used to deliver um, kind of like salt, boots on the ground water problems um, and try to reduce suffering in times when water was scarce. Right. Um, so that took several forms. Um, the foundation was actually founded around the Michigan, the Flint water crisis. Um, and the foundation took, you know, it was just really boots on the ground. So took literally water to people who did not have water. Beautiful. Because when you do not have water, it is really bad, right? right. Um, humans need water. And so, um, so they took water to um, Flint, Michigan. They took water um, when there was the water crisis in South, um, Southwest Virginia and Charleston. They took water um, to several hurricanes, things like that. So where water was creating great suffering, um, they just provided boots on the ground um, solutions to immediate suffering. When the Rockwell, um, when Rockwell kind of became known in um, to the general public and um, became known to the general public in um, kind of August, July, August of 2018, um, the, the board of the foundation at the time kind of realized, wow, um, you know, we've been working on these water crises around, you know, the country and the region trying to solve problems, but we could actually have a similar crisis here if our water, if our groundwater were contaminated, we would suddenly have a very similar crisis here. Sure. And um, and so the foundation's board um, shifted focus um, to local issues. And at, at that time, we changed our name to reflect our new um, mission. And so we've been working um, locally on environmental issues and um, health issues and preserving the heritage of Jefferson County. So, and, and its economy. Beautiful. So naturally, but, naturally everything that, <laughs> that is going on at Fridays for future would be right at the head yeah. of your, yeah. Yeah. So we, we don't really have any organizational role, but we, um, support as, as much as we can. Um, and, and we love going out there. So, um, yeah. Great. Uh, when did you say that organization changed? We changed our name in 2018. Okay. In, um, the December of 2018, we changed our name. 
um, we started working on the Rockwell stuff in, um, in August of 2018, but we went ahead and changed our name. Okay. And, uh, what are your, what are your current efforts with that and through Fridays for Future? Um, so currently the foundation works on, um, uh, several different fronts. Um, but we are trying to educate the public first. So that takes on two main, um, main work areas. And one is obtaining information and the other is disseminating information. And so, um, we do tons of freedom of information act requests. Um, you know, as, as it becomes clear through our work that there is information that is useful to be had. Um, we try to seek out that information. Um, and it's helpful that we have, um, we work with some pro bono attorneys that help us with that. We have one attorney on the board of the foundation who um, really heads up our FOIA division. <laughs> and we do a lot of FOIAs. And then, um, as you know, as a journalist, <laughs> when you get a FOIA back, um, it, the, the work of it is not filing the FOIA. The work of it is getting through sometimes tens of thousands of pages <laughs> to find the 10 pages that you wanted mm -hmm. out of what you get back. <laughs> and so, and also tracking down the agency that you have FOIA'd to actually get them to respond to your FOIA, depending on whether it's state, local, or federal, that can be harder or easier to do. Um, and so we, um, we also attend a ton of meetings, um, public meetings, um, and also um, private, not the word private incorrect, but like advocacy one-on-one -on -one meetings. Um, and in those meetings, obviously we collect information. And then we do a lot of science digging. So a lot of reading of permits and things like that to gather information. So we gather information and then we disseminate information. We have a newsletter that goes out about every three to four weeks. Um, it's either three or four. Um, and then does your, also, does your newsletter have a slow drip over social media as like different meetings come up and as different things are uncovered, such as like Facebook or Instagram? Or... Yeah, we, um, we do put some stuff on Facebook. Okay. Um, we are not great monitors of, uh, I sh like we <laughs> do not have tons of time to spend on CCAR, I should say. Right. Uh, we do it. We do have certain team members who monitor the conversations and try to, um, you know, never steer, but, um, but provide factual information when right. necessary or possible. Um, and so, but we, our newsletter goes out by email and then our, um, uh, then we do put um, things up on our website, on our website and our Facebook page. Okay. And this, um, this newsletter, does it have, does it have dates of meetings and such that are coming up after the newsletter is released or? No, we don't do that. Um, because that space is kind of, um, is taken care of by EPTC. Gotcha. So okay. the Dominion Green Coalition does a really good job of listing the meetings and that takes a lot of time to do. And so right. since they're doing it and they do a very good job of it, we, we don't also do it. There's, um, I don't think there's a need for both of us to do it. Mostly we report information, um, and keep people up to date on the legal aspect of the fight. And then also the, um, the regulatory aspect, um, so okay. the permitting. Um, so those are our um, our education, and then we advocate um, for the environment, the economy um, in Jefferson County, 
and the health and the heritage of the county through advocating directly with leaders and regulators and um, uh, different, uh, it, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, Gr groups of agencies is the word I'm looking for. Gotcha, okay. Um, and so we do a lot of advocating, meeting, um, explaining our position, the unique aspects of Jefferson County, um, why a one-size-fits-all doesn't work here kind of thing. Um, and so we spend time doing that. Um, and we write lots of public comments, um, technical public comments on regulatory things, um, and, and public comments on local ordinances and zoning changes, things like that. Gotcha. And we try to provide a avenue for the public to do the same. So certainly the public is not always writing, you know, lengthy technical reviews of permits, but um, we try to provide um, portals through our website for, you know, there's so many times the barriers for people to, to the public process of government is time and access. And uh, we find that a lot of times time and access are not taken into consider either, not taken into consideration by the government. So no one is trying to make it easier, or I shouldn't say no one, most are not trying to make it easier for the general public to participate. Right. And um, sometimes they're actually making it harder, right? Um, and sometimes they're trying to make it easier, but um, maybe not as easy as it could be. And so we try to remove the barriers of um, information the difficulty in getting information and the difficulty in participating. So we try to tell the public when they have an opportunity to give their opinion on something like a, an environmental permit um, or an ordinance. That's and, then, okay. and then we try to tell them, you know, give them a way to do that that's easy. So for example, we will set up a portal on our website where people can you know, instead of trying to find the email address that they're supposed to email and trying to find who out who they're supposed to address it to and trying to, you know, we, we really try to make it so that people can just go to the website and they can write what they feel and send something easily um, so that pe more people can participate. You know, I mean, we're thinking about the, you know, the single mom or, or not even the single mom, but a, a household that has multiple kids and both parents have multiple jobs and things like that. Those people's opinions an outlook on the world are really important too. Right. They just don't have a lot of time and they may not have um, a, a lot of extra computers um, space or whatever to get involved. And so we try to make it easy for those people um, because we feel like their input is really important too. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then we of course have the legal aspect. So the legal um, aspect. So for Rockwell, um, you know, the environmental permits for Rockwell are just egregiously inadequate. That's just all there is to it. And um, the, both the air permit and the stormwater permits and under the stormwater, both the operational and the construction. And so the foundation, we have a science um, team, a permitting team. We are extremely lucky um, that we have that team. It's an all-volunteer team, and um, the, that team works to evaluate the permits and also monitors that space. So that space takes a ton of monitoring because the, the agency, the Department of Environmental Protection, is not very transparent, and so it's very difficult to get information from them. 
Um, they have these great, very, what look like user-friendly, beautiful web pages with all of these um, portals for, well, two portals for the public. But frequently, um, things are not um, as easy to obtain on there as they may look. For example, Rockwell changed its air permit, uh, or they didn't change their air permit, but they told the DEP that they were going to change something about their air permit, something about their emissions. Um, and they told them just by a simple letter that they sent. And that letter um, was not posted for nearly four months on that portal. Um, so the public was totally unaware that, um, and then we only became aware because we're checking that portal continuously. Right. Um, and we found it there. Um, and, you know, so things like that. We follow them quite closely. Um, and we submit FOIA to try to find out, you know, what's going on because quite frequently they also communicate by email and those emails don't get posted anywhere. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So um, th those are some things that we do in that space. And then, of course, That's amazing. Um, in the legal, you know, we have appealed essentially these egregiously inadequate permits. So we've appealed the stormwater construction permit that um, we've been working on that since 2019. So in 2019, that permit was put out for public comment. Um, we, along with our partners at, at JCB and EPGC, um, worked quite hard to organize um, people for that public hearing and for the public comment period. Hundreds of public comments were submitted um, through both our website and um, the West Virginia Rivers website. And, um, and then we actually met with the DEP in person once in Jefferson County and once in Charleston to discuss the, the stormwater permits. Um, and then the permit for construction was approved in, December, in um, February of 2020 and we appealed that permit in March. Um, because there was essentially little change um, after all of the conversation. Really? And then the operational permit was um, approved in November, and we appealed that in December of 2020. Um, the construction um, the construction appeal, the evidentiary hearing has just ended last month, and we are currently preparing um, final briefs in that case. And then the um, operational permit, the evidentiary hearing is set for July. Um, so that, that's a really critical permit because yeah. it, they operate under that permit for um, five years. And likely it will set up their operation for the life of the plant. Wow. And the thing is that they were allowed to, um, they were allowed to apply and were approved under a general permit. So basically like a basic permit that covers lots of different types of entities. So groups of entities that are the same. For example, car washes, gas stations, dry cleaners, things like that, right? right. So things where there are many of them and they're all very similar. Um, there aren't very, there aren't any other large scale mineral wool manufacturers covered under that permit. In fact, there are only, there's only one other large scale mineral wool manufacturer in West Virginia. And that, um, that facility was required to have its own individual permit. So what we're asking is that one, they be 
required to have their own individual permit and to that permit more appropriately address the, the um, possibility of stormwater contamination at the plant. So, right. um, and then we're working on a few other legal avenues um, uh, in the future environmentally. And then legally we have our appeal of the, um, of the tax abatement kind of plan or scheme. <laughs> um, the, Rockwell initially had a pilot, you probably know, with the local government that fell through. Um, and then the state government made a arrangement with Rockwell where it wouldn't be a pilot, but it because a pilot's a payment in lieu of taxes. So Rockwell's making no payment in lieu of taxes. They're just not paying taxes. Um, and the way that that was set up was what's called a buy leaseback program essentially the state um, takes ownership of Rockwell's land and equipment that removes any tax liability from Rockwell because then the facility is treated kind of like a, a park or something else the state might own and it doesn't have any taxes That's insane. due on it and then after you know so many years they buy it back for a mm. dollar so and, and that's not constitutional in West Virginia because West Virginia has a um, a clause in the Constitution that says, you know, everybody should be taxed equally, and so it's not constitutional. So we have a constitutional challenge of that, and that's currently being appealed um, to the um, appeals court in West Virginia, the Supreme Court. So, um, so that's kind of th those are our areas. Um, we get information, disseminate information, advocate, and then take legal action when necessary that's great it sounds like you're, you're done a, you have done a ton and you're covering a lot of ground are you do you have any involvement uh or are you going to be speaking at the epgc earth day event this friday yeah so and that i am sorry to close that loop when you asked me the few the fridays for future are kind of really important for us because we can disseminate information um right there right so we go there and talk to people it's a really great way to not have to put things online and talk to people face to face and disseminate information so i i that kind of closed the loop on the previous question but yeah, yeah. yes this friday um we are um um we're going obviously and then um i'm gonna to give a little short talk um on friday we because we're we have a science team and because we have the legal team, um, we are the holder of a lot of facts, <laughs> and it's and like so many facts that it's like overwhelming. Right. For, I hope you're not already feeling that way, but it's so many facts that it's overwhelming for most. So um, whenever we get the chance to kind of go out and talk for a short period of time, sh short periods of time, um, we try to share some of this information because it is really shocking. Mm -hmm. um, information. So, so that's um, what I'll be doing on Friday is sharing some, you know, some of the factual information that we've recently gathered um, uh, about the plant and, and its effect on the environment and the community. Great. I look forward to seeing what you come out with then. Um, but yeah, over being overwhelmed by this information is just something that, I mean, there's an ocean of information so it's just something <laughs> you just got to get used to i've got probably a dozen maps just on the conversations i've had in the last two weeks on information and research i need to do yeah yeah but it, there, it is a crazy lot of information <laughs> yeah. a lot of digging 
but it's it's great to see that i mean you're able to get through enough information to have as much of an impact as you have and uh, i know morgan's trying to get people to speak on different things um so hopefully we'll be able to i don't know if she's still got slots open hopefully we'll be able to fill those gaps Thanks for listening. Thank you to Chrissy Weimer. Please check out the Jefferson County Podcast.